So the funniest thing just happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went live but didn't go live. So Vicky, everyone waiting and <laughs> commenting, I apologize. I did click go live and we didn't go live. So anyway, thanks everyone for joining. Thanks Vicky for joining. My name is Chris James. Um, I like to say I specialize in social media, but clearly not quite as much as I like to claim. Uh, but I help people level up their socials, specifically coaches, consultants, and other creators to put together an offer, a four-figure offer, market it using content and a, a multi-channel uh, organic content strategy, and then turn those potential followers into potential clients and then clients through a process in a program that I run called Content to Clients. Vicky, I'll let you do your intro, and then we can just say all the things that we were just saying when we weren't live, right? There was some gold in there as well, I'm sure of it. <laughs> so yeah, hello everybody, um, I'm Vicky Hanley, I am a copywriter and I work with agencies, um, small businesses, SMEs and solo entrepreneurs and I make sure that their copy, everything they put out into the world is perfectly purposeful and I basically help them get better quality inbound leads without having to faff about with things themselves. So yeah, that's me in a very small nutshell. <laughs> Fantastic. Brill. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us, Vicky. I've obviously got some questions for you. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll have a, a bit of an interview. Guys, if you are watching and you can see this, please just drop a thumbs up emoji or something so we know that we're not going insane. Um, I know there are a couple of people waiting for the link. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we'll do is run through some questions. Um, and then if we have time at the end, if you have any questions for Vicky around SEO copy, social copy, blog posts. There's another aspect that you offer as well, Vicky, right, which we'll get into in a second. Yes. But if you have any questions, please stick them in the uh, the comments section. And what I will do is, is bring them up and we'll be able to chat about them. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So tell us a bit about why you are a copywriter. What's the history? What's the story behind it? Okay, well, um, before, well, I had, let, let's start at the beginning. So not the beginning of my life, that would be too long. But um, the past kind of 10 years, I've been working in um, charity and not-for-profit sector. And um, I don't know if anyone watching has involved in that sector, but when you work with charities, you kind of fall into doing a bit of everything. And I very quickly fell into the marketing side um, of that work. So I spent a lot of time doing website copy, blog copy, social copy, funding bids, all that kind of stuff rolled into one within this particular roles um, in, in two charities that I worked for. And then I went off on maternity leave and had a baby, as you'd often do when you're on maternity, um, came back afterwards um, just as lockdown, the first lockdown hit. So my job looked very different when I went back to it. Um, and I quickly decided that actually I really it was my time I was ready to go out and do my own thing and become do the thing that I absolutely loved which is writing um, and applying psychology and all that stuff that was really interesting in my role before um, which kind of stopped um, quite abruptly really um, in light of Covid and everything else so all the fun stuff kind of disappeared and I was like this is what I want to do I know I want to do it so I'm going to go out and do it for myself and I've got a one-year-old running around and I need some money so let's just go for it and see where it where we go from here and I did and I'm a year and a half into the journey and oh my god I absolutely love it I love it and I, I don't want to do anything else <laughs> be completely honest <laughs> Good. Yeah, good. Well, let's let's talk copy then, because that you know okay. it's an interesting journey. A lot of people are forced to leave their jobs and sort of set up on yeah. their own in various industries um, yeah. during and, and after COVID. So, mm -hmm. 
copy. Yeah. I always thought, and I'm being brutally honest here, I always thought, mm -hmm. and I still kind of do in a way, so I'm open to having my mind changed, that good content revolves around the media piece that's, you know, the media that's attached. If we just talk social, or Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it may be, yeah. um, I would always attribute the content being the visual or okay. the experience so we're going to mm -hmm. disagree here a little bit now my are, mind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my mind has, has has been swayed you know i now see it a little bit differently that copy is the foundation but mm -hmm. can you talk about why it's so crucial why you have so, why do you have your copy nail before anything else for me it's a partnership between copy and design i think um on all fronts design is really important because it's what captures your attention but i think the copy is what keeps your attention um so you could have the, the prettiest site in the world or social posts or whatever but if the copy is rubbish you're not going to stay on there you're just going to bounce or you're going to keep scrolling um it's it's the the bit that kind of inspires the action is always going to be the copy in some way shape or form that's my experience of it but i definitely get that they're a partnership involved and like when i'm doing websites and things if possible i always want to work with the designer from the beginning because you have to come back to that customer journey and the architecture of how they're going to experience that coffee that cop i said coffee then <laughs> that copy um and make them marry up and work together for the best result which is ultimately a conversion so yeah that's kind of how i see it yeah. Okay. And the same thing on social, you know, whether it's, whether it's a website, whether it's a flyer, whether it's mm -hmm. um, an email or whether it's a social post. Um, I think one thing that a lot of people are hung up on at the, about the, at the moment is social copy, especially on LinkedIn. It seems yes. that most people will post some form of selfie or image and mm -hmm. the value is in the caption. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, the, the visual quite often is like a, a snapshot of the, the bigger piece. Um, and I completely get what you say about um, everyone's like social copywriting is becoming one of my most popular services. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more interest from people saying, I recognize that places like LinkedIn, that's where I do the majority of, of my um work comes from is from LinkedIn they recognize that it's it's a huge opportunity to differentiate themselves to build a bit of a personal brand and kind of have that kind of thought leadership content and copy going out there on a daily basis and start those conversations in the dms that are so important um and to to like getting those inquiries and ultimately conversions because that's what it's all about isn't it we're all here to run businesses but yeah I I, I get that the the visual side, particularly on LinkedIn now, is becoming more and more important because it's it differentiates you again, doesn't it? Having those visuals because a lot of stuff on LinkedIn is, is text only. But for me, I'll, I, as a writer, I will always come back to the words are the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you're yeah. saying, not how you're saying it. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree because I, I, when I first started my content creation journey, I was carousels only. That's it. That's um, how I came to see you. I, yeah, you're carousels guy. Good, good carousels. So, like, um, I think the first one I saw of yours was Toy Story. And I'm, like, a diehard Toy Story fan. So I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is one of my people. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good one, that. I really like that. And it yeah, got some good traction yeah. as well. But even in that carousel itself, it <laughs> talks about a process or a framework that mm -hmm. Pixar yeah. follow in their storytelling. So there was a... a 
woman or lady called Emma Coates, I believe, who worked for Pixar, and she had to pitch concepts and stories to the board of directors or whoever the decision makers were around which films they were going to put a budget into. And she followed yeah. a specific framework. I think yeah. someone else referred to it as a spine storytelling framework, mm -hmm. which sort of yeah. leads me to my next question, because when I was building these carousels, like not that one in particular, but building other carousels, I started to notice this repeatable pattern that I'd almost done without noticing. Yeah, And that's when I started to investigate copy a little bit more. And I was like, right, there's, because I like to, I like to template things. I like to have a process yeah. and a framework because it takes a lot of the time and, and the, the pressure off, you know, it almost eliminates yeah. half the guesswork when you, when you're trying to come up with a creative piece. And that mm -hmm. is the same, I feel for just text only posts, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I quite often um, templateize to use Justin Welsh's term. Um, so I've got several um, templates and frameworks that I use that just get the point across in specific frameworks and copywriting's like that generally. There are loads of, sorry, there's a plane going over. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> there are loads of templates out there that are proven templates. They're psycho psychology based templates that have been out there forever. Some of the great um, copywriting legends used them and created them and um, they're used for all sorts of different things. So for example, case studies, when you're writing a case study, you start with a challenge, you go to the solution, your solution, and then you demonstrate the results. And then you've got things like ADA, which is like copywriting 101, which is attention. So you have to grab someone's attention with a hook. You have to keep their interest and you have to create desire around the product or service that you're, um, you're pushing or you're selling, and then you have to inspire some action. That's the whole point of copywriting. My definition of copywriting is writing that inspires action in a reader. That's that's a broad view of copywriting. Some copywriters are probably shaking their heads in disgust because some of them, I think it is all about this, they say that it is all about the sale, and that's true. It's conversion copywriting is all about getting that sale. But as far as I'm concerned, sales like particularly with the clients that I work for which are service-based businesses and quite often high ticket offers a sale is a complex process and there are mini, 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 mini conversions that happen before that point so for example I recently invested in a coach and there was a whole ream of things that I did based on their customer journey before I sign on the dotted line if you like so there are things like consuming content then there's signing up to a webinar then there's joining an email list then there's there's all those little steps that you take jumping on a call having a chat um so yeah for me sales is definitely i'm sure you'd agree um with your extensive sales background that sales is a process and it's a process of building a relationship and that's kind of how i view copywriting in the broadest possible sense yeah, you can take a breath now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. Think... Sorry, I speak really quick when I'm kind of like. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. And it was interesting how you mentioned micro conversions because that's sort of the, the thing that I teach to my clients is you're not always yeah. trying to do the big sell because a lot of them yeah. are selling high ticket. In fact, all of them are. It's, it's all four figures. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we need to focus on the steps that come before the yeah. sale because in this day and age, they really, really matter. So you're oh, not do. necessarily selling a, selling your product to begin with. You're no. selling a follow, no. or maybe you're not even selling a follow first. Maybe you're selling a profile view or a like or a comment. Exactly. You have exactly. to sell something, or, or you may be selling the click yeah. to go through to a website, whatever it may be. And those micro conversions are what build into the final conversion in Definitely. my eyes. Definitely. So yeah, the, the copywriters that disagree with you, I, I disagree with them. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
yeah and, and ultimately it is it is about sale that's the final destination but i i treat it like a map like with stages like the, the first thing i say to a client when we're kind of um talking about a website or or any kind of copy really it's like what is the purpose of this particular piece of copy and i find mapping out the process of your customer journey to be really helpful for kind of identifying that and also um the best piece of advice for copywriting which it's it's ironic because it's not from a copywriting source that i've ever had was my favorite book is to kill a mockingbird and atticus finch who was like legend love him anyway he um his he always says climb into a person's skin and walk around in it and then you'll understand them um that's mm. not the exact quote but that's the, the gist of it and that is the best advice i can give anybody who is thinking of writing some sort of copy is to make sure you climb into the skin of your ideal client and you think about what they're going to need from you um to build that level of trust and build that level of relationship in order to get that sale so like i said with the coach whether it was um profile view um follow connect message email list freebie you know all those kinds of things um and yeah just mapping that out is really useful and always whenever you create anything so whether it be a freebie or a, an email or a social post always come back to where it is in that journey and what the point of it is because if you keep the purpose in mind and you're perfectly purposeful um, if you keep that purpose that was in mind, be my next yeah. question <laughs> <laughs> it, it keeps you focused on that path so yeah, that's that's probably the best advice I can give someone in that situation. Mm, okay, I like. <laughs> Have it. I jumped ahead? <laughs> only only a little bit. I mean, I've got a few questions here, but we can go off the cuff. It's no problem. Um, but yeah, just touch on that a little bit more. Then, perfectly purposeful. You've just sort yeah. of defined as having okay. a purpose within the customer journey, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, something copywriting is all about inspiring action. It's it's showcasing your product service mainly services with the clients that i work with but yeah for me perfectly purposeful means making sure it's, it speaks to the right people um the right people not just any people that's one of the biggest mistakes that i see is that people try and be everything for everyone whereas i'm to get the, the work that i do with my clients is to get them better quality inbound leads so in, your copy should repel people as much as it attracts them because you're looking to work with um, a particular kind of person um and yeah so so that's that's kind of perfectly purposeful from my point of view but also for keeping the point of it in mind so mapping the journey knowing who you're writing for and knowing why you're writing to them and also knowing what this is a bit more out there but it's all your copy has to speak to one person but what people don't say is that copy needs to speak to them at multiple points in time so you need to kind of map that journey and that process to understand where they are in their customer journey so taking into account things like are they a total stranger to your brand do they know who you are are they a prospect yet or are they not even at that point are they um are they aware of your brand are they aware they even have a problem are they aware that you have the solution you know those kinds of those kinds of questions and then also their intentions what are they likely to be so it's it's are they just looking for the answer to a question so like an seo blog are they just looking for the answer to what is a copywriter or are they are act, like actually looking to hire a copywriter at that point so it's it's kind of marrying up the customer journey with the the the, um, the purpose that you're trying to, the action you're getting them to take basically so yeah it's inspiring action with the mm -hmm. right people at the right time so that's how I would kind of define perfectly purposeful copywriting but also taking into account um, where you're writing so whether it's long form short form 
email that's nurturing all those kind of factors and bringing them together okay another another very um very in-depth answer i love it you know people are getting Sorry. a lot of value here <laughs> Um, I get very enthusiastic. I mean, you know me quite well now. I'm always excited. Whenever I talk about this stuff, I get really animated and really excited. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So you have a little bit of an announcement tonight. I know you messaged me before yes. this call and just said you've got some exclusive copies of something to give away to a couple of people. I, I can't remember exactly what you said because I've been rushing around like a madman. So do yes, you want to break sorry. down what that is and how people can grab it's yeah, free, right? Definitely. Sorry, go on. Okay. I'll, let, I'll let you just drop it. Okay, cool. So we so kind of touched on it already that ghostwriting on LinkedIn is becoming one of my most popular services. And I'm getting a lot of DMs and questions from people and from conversations I've been having um, sort of in kind of chats and all sorts of different um, places um, with people about social media captions, particularly LinkedIn posts um, and how they can be using them. Um, they recognize that it's a really great platform for visibility. Um, you can get you can get in front of people that you probably couldn't get in front of in real life. It's a real opportunity to differentiate yourself and really kind of nail your voice and sort of cement your position as an authority in your space. And a lot of people are really excited about that prospect, but they just don't know how to do it. And um, like they don't know where to start with writing posts, whether there's a time issue, whether there's a confidence issue. I know when I first started posting on LinkedIn, I was very nervous about having a voice and oh gosh, what if someone trolls me and all that stuff. Mm. Um, so what I've done is I've put together um, a set of templates, which um, I call them painless. They're painless post templates for busy business owners. And um, I am going to allow five people um early bird access to them they're free so don't worry there's no there's no cost or anything um but yeah i'm giving people um early bird access to them before they go out um for kind of general consumption and all they have to do is send me a dm with the word template and i will send them um the link to download and they get seven templates so it's a week of well actually they were supposed to get seven templates but there's actually an eighth one because i can't count and i prepped one too many <laughs> So there's a bonus template in there as well. So okay. yeah, it's your first week of social media posts taken care of. You just need to, they're basically, um, I've included some of my own, it's, they're based on my own, some of my own posts and they're basically, all you need to do is personalize them, plug them in, play, you're good to go. So yeah, I just wanted to spread the, the LinkedIn love really because I it's my favorite place to be online. Absolutely love it. And I mainly thank, I, I need to thank Leah Turner for that because when I first started looking on, on LinkedIn, um it was it was quite a corporate stuffy um environment and i found her very quickly because she was obviously very different and it's not a corporate stuffy place anymore especially if you know where to look so i i would i would spend all my time on here if i could so i would absolutely love more people to kind of have a go get started take imperfect action get ready go for it and just take some of that pressure off so yeah seven free templates well, eight if you include the extra one that I wasn't With supposed you. to give, but I've included. And you've only got four of those to give away, right? Because I'm having one. Yeah, I'm oh, having okay, one. all right, four then. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, if you want to get your hands on those templates, um, DM Vicky the word templates. And if yeah. you are one of the lucky five that are chosen, she will send you a link, I'm assuming. Um, yes, a link, yes. And then you can download them from there. Fantastic. Brill, brill. And just a quick intermission before we carry on. If anyone has any questions for Vicky or myself with regards to copy, please drop them in the comments and we will come to them at the end of the interview. Next, I wanted to ask you about inspiration. 
because your business okay. is called Admin Inspiration. It but is. I'm interested to find out where you get your inspiration for content oh or copy okay. for design because your designs are fresh as hell as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, there's this guy on LinkedIn called Chris James, and I really <laughs> like him. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Absolute loser. <laughs> oh, I can't possibly comment. Um, okay, so inspiration. I get a lot of my inspiration from getting outside, just doing everyday, everyday things. I'll, I'll, a lot of the stuff, a lot of something a lot of people don't know about copywriting is a lot of it is thinking. And I need kind of time to process information. So what I'll do is I'll immerse myself in shed loads of research and information and all the rest of it. And then I'll go away and I'll do something completely mundane. So it might be, I don't know, going to the swings, going to the, the park, I'm playing on the swings with my little one. It might be going for a walk with the dog. It might be, um, I don't know, I'm going to say doing the washing up, you know, that kind of like everyday stuff. And that's when the sparks start to happen. And I always, without fail, get my best ideas when I'm just about to fall asleep. Um, so, but also there's copy is really easy to find. It is everywhere around you. Um, so I would always say have a swipe file of some kind. If you see a particular email, I don't know, cereal box, anything um, that you, you see kind of when you're out and about or a billboard or something, I have like a huge file of things that I can just refer to. And then because copy is, um, it's largely um, there's, there is some creativity within it, but it's it's like frameworks and formats. I find myself deconstructing things all the time, like, oh, this really worked. Why did it work? And then I'll like have it down on a piece of paper. And I'll be scribbling it and taking it to pieces. Like I know I did a um, masterclass for your client, your group of clients, and we were looking at email sequences. And I, I did that as, as part of the, the masterclass that I gave was just this is why this works. And um, yeah, that's that's part of the process. But yeah, I just I find inspiration everywhere. It's um. It's really, I, I, I'm addicted to that feeling of inspiration. So I'll look for it wherever I go. <laughs> this is what you say, though, you've got to go and do a mundane task. And it's, I'm the yeah. same. Like when I go for a run and I'll have a podcast yes. on, yeah. that's when the ideas come. It's when mm -hmm. you actually step away and, you know, it's dead cliche. Yeah. All these sort of self help productivity gurus have been pushing it since yeah. I discovered yeah. self help in, in, well, during COVID, I guess, I started yeah. drilling down deep into it. Um, in terms of sort of inspirational copywriters, do you have any that it might be worth people checking out? Ooh, um, Andy Maslin, he's, he is on LinkedIn, but he's now a fiction writer, so he mainly posts in relation to that. But, yeah, anything from Andy Maslin, um, his course, Breakthrough Copywriting, was incredible. It was one of the first courses that I took, and everything's just kind of clicked. Um, Justin Welsh is another really good um, writer on LinkedIn. I'm sure everybody knows him already. Eddie Schlainer from um, – Eddie, yeah, Eddie Schlainer um, from Very Good Copy is another one. He does loads of micro um, – blog posts and interviews and things and he's he's really good and oh my god harry dry if you haven't followed harry dry do it he has the best. oh he's amazing he has the best swipe file ever probably um he's he does it's marketing examples um and copywriting examples they're two different websites and he basically oh, yeah, breaks, i've seen that and yes I've yes yes he, he URL. Yeah, i think we've spoken about it yeah that's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. That's and also Another one, which actually you told me about, was um, I've got the book somewhere. Alex Hormozzi. He's not a copywriter, but he's amazing at building. Well, his book is called Hundred Million Hundred Million Dollar Offers, isn't it? So it's about constructing an offer that people can't say no to, and that was a really good book, and it's really actionable. 
Um, yeah. So that was a really yeah, good one to one. kind of check out as well. Gosh, there are loads of them. Um, trying to think of more copywriters. Anything David Ogilvy is another one. Um, Eugene Schwartz is another one of my favourite ones. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some of the greats. So, yeah, there's yeah. loads out there. But as I said, you can find things. inspiration everywhere. Just just look, just read things, like, all around you. Um, any kind of box of cereal. Like, I don't know why I keep talking about cereal. But, you know, like, all the kinds of things that you see in your everyday life, it's just figuring out why you like them and how you can use them. And you can start yeah. to once once you do analyze a bit, you will start to see the patterns and process. Uh, sorry, patterns and frameworks that people use. Typically, yeah. if we're looking at a social post, I'll go with a hook, something to probe it. Then I'll go yeah. into the the value, um, yeah. and then call people to action. Kind of similar to what you mentioned earlier with yeah. Ada. But yeah. I wanted to wanted to ask you because you've referenced swipe files a couple mm -hmm. of times now. I've I've got one that I've built on a, a particular software, but. You've obviously got one. How how do you go about starting a swipe file, for example? <laughs> Mine's really low key. It's a folder on my desktop. <laughs> it's right. not like a, yeah, I'm going to retract that last question now. That's a really boring <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing like it's, it's not like it's not like yours, which I expected is a notion and looks amazing and has hundreds of amazing things all over it. No, it's, it's just it's just a folder on my desktop with things that I like in it. <laughs> <laughs> just your average folder so see something and put it in a folder just like you already do do i guess is the yeah. advice there this is the um, kind of golden nuggets you're going to get from this session <laughs> <laughs> i love it um so yeah all you have to do is create this folder it's dead easy yeah. if, if you're it's not... really easy it's easy to do <laughs> <laughs> well, i think i'm going to jump in then and, and just hammer home notion then because yeah, if you're not it. on notion most people now have i guess a planning tool like trello mm -hmm. or asana um for me it's notion and you can have this nice little gallery where you store things and you can tag them so if at any point and i don't just use a swipe file for nice copy nice emails mm -hmm. nice landing pages i use it for my videos my client calls i use it for um photoshop templates and things like that and you can very quickly tag something and stick it in this swipe file area it's called a gallery on a software called notion and I, yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. The people that I work with get access to a good chunk of, of my swipe file as well. Obviously, I don't give away all the personal stuff and, yeah. and all the one-to-one -one conversations with clients, but anything I find online, it's in there and people get access to it. And I just think just having the ability like to search through mm -hmm. filters and pull out – I'm reading this book at the moment um, called Building a Second Brain. Um, Ooh, which is quite in depth. Yeah, this guy has a course. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Tiago Forte. Um, but he talks about having a, a, a digital system, a digital note-taking system, basically, that tags everything up for you. And for me, oh, nice. it seems a little bit too in-depth, to be honest. Um, I think you go, you spend ages on all these productivity tools when actually all you need is, is a notepad and a piece of paper or a, a folder on your desktop for some people. Yeah. But um, this, this is, I'm going to take a lot away from reading this book, I think, and hopefully it's going to help me improve this, this second brain of mine, which is a swipe file. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you've not checked out Notion, please go and check out Notion. I know I know yeah. you've, you've used it in the past. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really good. Um, and look into swipe files and, if you 
want to go and check out those amazing swipe files that Vicky mentioned, just remind people what they were. Marketing um, examples. Marketing examples and copywriting examples. They're both websites and they've just got everything you could ever want. It's even it's even tagged up for you. So like if you want to look oh, at really? landing pages, yeah, you just click on that filter and then it just brings up landing pages. And the thing that's great about it is you see the landing page, but you also see Harry's breakdown as to where it works. And I think he's got a course coming out at some point as well um on this kind of thing so yeah I, I will be taking that course when it comes out so yeah i'm not an affiliate by the way just in case just for transparency but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not an affiliate for him but but yeah his, his stuff is amazing and even as a as a pro like in the industry when i read his stuff i'm i'm always learning new things so definitely brilliant. worth checking out if you're just getting started yeah brilliant yeah. okay cool um just want to touch on and remind people or tell people if they've only just joined us that Vicky's got five copies available of yes. her free templates for busy business owners. Um, they're LinkedIn templates that you can take and apply straight out the box, change a few things, and you've got a week's worth of copy. I don't know. I don't know if you can see your DMs right now, Vicky, um, but I'm sure you've had a few messages already. So yeah. Vicky's going to select five. Look, you have. Brilliant. So Vicky's going to select five lucky people. I've seen Rebecca comment um, the word template. You need to send that to Vicky's DMs, please. Uh, rather than in here and if you're chosen she will she will fire the link across to you and you'll get access I'll definitely see it if it goes in my dms whereas it might get lost in the comments i, I think it will out. yeah we've, we've had a few yeah. um but on that note i want to switch over to a q a guys um Ooh, goodness, okay. i've seen a couple of a couple of questions coming in already um so i'm going to jump on this one from caleb caleb curtis it's a great Thank question you. because uh, it's when you see a speaker, I think, or someone who knows something about a particular topic, a lot of people will always go, what do you recommend I should do? Or what's a hack? Or, you know, what's the best book you've ever read? And I think what they should be asking is more questions like Caleb has, which is more, okay. tell me tell me how you messed up. So he'd say, I'd love to know some mistakes you made early in your writing oh career. Goodness. Not so he can um... laugh at you. I might, but he won't. <laughs> And how you would recommend avoiding them, and I think that that's the sort of caliber of question that's going to get a really Gosh, good answer. Okay. Hopefully, what's the worst thing you've done in your career? <laughs> um, <laughs> when I when I first started out, I tried to be everything for everybody, and mm. I tried to try and it's it's cliche advice saying niche down, um, but I kind of I was just trying to do a bit of everything. And instead, I so I was doing sales pages, I was doing landing pages, I was doing websites, I was doing socials, I was doing all, all across the spectrum. And I wasn't doing, I knew that I needed to focus my attention on certain kinds of copy um, to get better results for people. So I think if you're kind of starting out, um, the best idea, the best kind of advice I can give you is to be clear on what your goals are and um, what your interested in also what you're best at and I found out quite pretty quickly that I was better at the um kind of long form content was my kind of go-to and that's one of the reasons why I like LinkedIn because although it's social copy it's longer form social copy and I, I kind of feel mm. like you can get into um the right real nitty-gritty of a, of a subject um so yeah that's that's kind of one mistake I made was going too far um too much for everybody and also not embracing my personality I tried to be very vanilla at the start um, with my own content I'm talking now um, 
but I found that the more time I've spent my personality is my kind of my USP really it's like, everyone yeah yeah and I'm, I'm kind of stepping into that now and I'm embracing it I mean you've probably seen my background behind me <laughs> random crap um, from like films and stuff and I hid that to start with um, really? and I think I, I, I hid it in my copy as well like I am um, I work with a lot of agencies and one of the agencies I work with calls me the queen of quirk um, so because my like really it. like a really unapologetic quirky kind of tone of voice is is my it's my superpower it's corny but it's true um I can I can really nail that tone of voice and that's the tone that I love working in the most so I try and do more of that but then equally I, I can do kind of like really professional as well but yeah I'm finding the longer I'm spending in this space the more I want to focus on doing that kind of be known for that kind of tone um and yeah so it's just it's just having clear in your mind what your goals are and where your strengths lie and kind of leaning into that rather than resisting it and trying to be everything for everybody I think is the is the advice that I would give there Definitely. I hope that's helpful <laughs> yeah I think that is that's golden advice to be honest and it's universal it's not just copy related yeah. and you mentioned before you know to to understand your customer you have to truly get inside and, and step into your customer's skin yeah. but I think the point here is when you are starting a business or you're trying to put yourself out there you actually oh, gotcha. have to step into your own skin first yeah exactly. that is more exactly. important that's your superpower that's your cheat code is to be yourself and i feel you on the the hiding things um mm -hmm. i've i've got two very small tattoos on my fingers and i would always at corporate meetings i would take take them up or put a plaster over them or, or whatever yeah. it may be they're only yeah. small not offensive or probably are to some people but um <laughs> and i would always wear a long sleeve shirt because i've got tattoos on my yeah. arms funnily enough yeah <laughs> so funnily enough though when i when i thought you know what i'm just going to wear a short sleeve that will become a talking point and that in turn is a usp because i've got my family all over my arms you know there's no severed japanese heads or the weird you know <laughs> things that some people like to have um, <laughs> yeah so um that then beca became a talking point and made me more memorable and I'm not saying I was the guy with tattoos because it wasn't that, <laughs> especially in a meeting scenario where no one else have tatt yeah. has tattoos, it's a, yeah. a USP it, or, or it stand, makes you stand out. So really interesting. What I'd like to hear, though, is, is sort of not a level deeper, sort of a level up, is what are some copy errors that, that you made? Um, um, not doing enough research. Not doing enough research at the start was one that okay. I made. Um yeah, you really like I I would start writing and just and also um so I'd start by I, I'd do a bit of like generic research, but now but kind of coming back to that climbing into the skin thing, you you really have to understand the, the details of the product, the service, whatever it is you're selling. You can't just have like a generic kind of understanding that somebody's a coach. You need to know that they are a CEO coach and they work with, um, I don't know, female founders and they have just, they're looking to secure seed stage investment and they've, they're looking into venture capital and they're also looking into um, bootstrapping and all that, like to really drill down. And then obviously I need to go deeper than that in the research, but it kind of like, you really have to understand their world and, um, be part of it and also another error which I made which um was was when when I was in charity sector and things I would just write and see what happened 
like see where I ended like when I started writing something I didn't always know where I was going to end up whereas now I spend probably oh, at least 50% of the time on planning and structure and and then doing the um the kind of bulk like putting the bones together and then fleshing it out afterwards um yeah so I would I would quite often produce what I call an ugly first draft which was just the purging it of my system and then I kind of make sense of it after whereas now I know that it's all about the edit and it's um making sure that I know exactly where I need to get to with each point before I start so again it's coming back to that purpose thing it's it's that's I think that's where it's come from is from my own learnings um that I need to really drill down and focus on the details and the direction I'm going in and making sure that I get there with, the, with as, as few words as possible really because because <laughs> you don't want to be reading loads and loads of waffle that's not what it's about so yeah it's, it's setting a direction and sticking to it and just yeah I think that's I think that makes sense just um yeah don't waffle that's <laughs> another golden nugget from me <laughs> put a folder on your desktop and don't waffle perfect um Rebecca's just asked how she can how she can get these templates from you so what I've done is just remove the banner so you can see Vicky's full name Rebecca if you want to jump on those templates search her using a LinkedIn search function and so send her a direct like so yeah you should find me <laughs> We've had another question in from Hannah. Um, yes. <laughs> do you ever find it tricky having to write copy in a different way to your preferred style of writing? So, e.g., for a particular client who has a defined tone of voice that differs from your own? Great question. So you, you are stepping into somewhat a, a client skin there for to then have to step into the potential client of the, the client's client skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hard is not the right word. It's if if I left to my own devices, I will de default into the kind of tone that I like. But when part of your job as a copywriter um, in the briefing process is to get as much information from your client about their client, because it's ultimately about their client, not about who I'm working with, um, and really get into grips with what they stand for as a brand, what they, who they are and who they aren't. So things they they like things they talk about, things they don't talk about. And part of the briefing process is always getting really clear on exactly who I'm talking to, um, and where they hang out. Like if it's social copy, for example, where they hang out online, what are the things they're following, what language are they going to be using, what things are they going to be searching for, and you just you just have to when you're doing something like with anything really when you're writing for any client you just have to really know who it is you're writing for and what drives them so what are their goals what are their fears what's the pain they're experiencing how like are they looking for your solution or what kind of intent do they have what awareness level do they have so it's just again it comes always comes back to climbing into their skin and walking around in it and once you're armed with that information like it's I end up with like one it's, it's like in um is it Homeland? Carrie has those like that whiteboard with all the little um, things on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This person. It's not quite like, like that, but yeah, you you really have to get into the skin of that person and understand how like what motivates them and how you're going to um, get that across and how you're going to inspire action in that person. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's hard isn't the right word, but there is prep work involved. So it's 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 more about making sure that I ask the right questions and have the right information in front of me to make sure that I don't just default into doing my own thing, um, which obviously isn't what you want when you hire a copywriter. You need to know that the stuff that they're producing is going to be sp speaking to the right person at the right time and in the right place. So, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of um, 
when I, when I was working in the agency world of a framework that we exactly. used to use called customerology, which was almost like a circle split into quarters, and it would be um, we'd make sure we we looked at audience, so motivations, mm -hmm. challenges, frustrations. We'd make sure we looked yeah, exactly. at tech. All that stuff. so what tech are they? What tech are they used to consume? What channels are they on? And timeline. So pretty much everything that you mentioned, and, and we would use that as a bit of a discovery piece um, mm -hmm. part of the brief. We'd actually charge for it as a strategy piece. You know, we'd be looking upwards yeah. of ten k just for um, a workshop and for us to produce something for you. Once then yeah. approved, we then move to sort of tone of voice and which was included in, in brand guidelines um yeah. and there would be some whopping i mean like 60 to 100 page oh, pdf including yeah. all the design and obviously tone of voice played a big part in that do you tend how, how much information do you require then at the start of a briefing I, process? Do you ever get hit I with a 60 page pdf yeah i love it when a client has a tone of voice guide and brand guidelines and all that stuff like when they say right we've got all these attachments have a look at it i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it, it means you can reduce right it means you like yeah, because we yeah. usually have do talk like this we say yeah. we not i or yeah yeah i mean for example I but, absolutely yeah. it's my favorite thing when a client comes to me and they know exactly what they want and they know exactly how um their brand speaks and um there's a discovery piece to be done if, if they don't have that and that's absolutely fine too but yeah it's like i'm like a kid at christmas when i get given a huge stack of things to read because the first the first day is just it's like it sounds very dramatic when i say it but i call it something called immersion and that's exactly what it is i literally just swat up like i'm swatting for some kind of exam i'm like hermione granger like swatting up for a harry like an exam like a wizarding exam or something i just surround <laughs> myself with everything so like their social like their socials their website like their any marketing materials anything um and and all the brand stuff and tone of voice guidelines and their ideal clients and um i love it even more when they give me um access to insights and things from sales calls and just and having conversations as well with clients i've done with their clients or customers i've done that a couple of times for um case studies recently um but the more information that i'm given the better the end product because you, mm. it, it takes the guesswork out. You, you have, you can. I mean, copywriting and marketing generally is about testing things. But the more information that I have, the always the better the end result. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into copywriting. It's not it's not pretty words on a page. Arguably, copy shouldn't be pretty. If you're if you're using pretty words, you're distracting from the service or product. So it needs to be. It's like um, Andy Maslin, my hero. <laughs> he says your copy is like a window to your service or product if you're using fancy flowery language or or the wrong language for the tone of voice tone of voice or whatever it's like a smudge on the window pane that distracts from the end product and the end result so mm, yeah like it's it. um yeah I like it. It looks like Rebecca sent you a, a DM. So um, <laughs> last last call before we switch off, because we've run slightly over. Um, okay. If anyone is too busy to look at posting frequently on social and needs a hand for free, Vicky has just put together her product, I guess, whatever it may be in the future, for mm -hmm. exclusive free access for five people. Tonight you will get the link, or today if you're in a different place other than the UK, you can DM her the word templates, and if you are one of the lucky five, you uh, will receive them pretty much instantly, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. And if not, you can chat to Vicky, and she'll be able to tell you when they are available. Absolutely. Yeah? Give me a follow or connect with me or whatever, and we can have a chat. 
definitely Perfect. they won't be long they won't be long to before they're, they're out but yeah i just wanted to give you guys to say thank you for coming just the opportunity to to get them before anyone else <laughs> <laughs> love it love it Vicky, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone who stayed till the end as well, thank you for joining us. This episode, if you've missed some of it, will go up on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also my YouTube channel. If you want to find the Apple Podcasts or Spotify links, you can go to my page, and I've got it listed in my in my job history, pretending that I work at Spotify. I actually get asked if I work at Spotify sometimes. I just say, yeah. I'll say I'm CEO. No, I don't. Just lying on your CV. <laughs> yeah. <literally>, yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, but I'll, Vicky, I'll catch up with you soon. And guys, yes. thanks again okay. for tuning in. Thank you for coming, everyone. Bye. Bye.